Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to rollcallroom.com to pledge today. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. It's a crotch party right up oh, in here. Why it. don't you lick on this big John? Stop it, Dale. Stop it. Stop it. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> That's so funny. The last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. You and my dad decided that your mom was really hot and maybe we should just both bang her. And we'll put up with the retard in the meantime. Who's the retard? You. But y'all don't say that. Shut up. Wake up my dad and get me grounded. Just shut up. You and your mom are hillbillies. This is a house of learned doctors. You're not a doctor. You're a big, fat, curly-headed fuck. Okay, here's a shot out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I think we're done here. Robert better not get in my face. Cause I'll drop that motherfucker. This house is a fucking prison on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. Suppose Nancy sees me coming out of the shower and decides to come on to me. I'm looking good. I've got a luscious V of hair going from my chest pubes down to my ball throat. And she takes one look at me and she goes, oh my God, I've had the old bull. Now I want the young calf. And she grabs me by the wing. Shut the fuck up. I'm not gonna call him dad. Brennan, you're 39 years old. I would not expect you to call him dad. Well, I'm not going to, ever. Even if there's a fire. You wanna punch me right now, but you won't. You wanna punch me too, Brennan? You guys both look like you might wanna hit me in the face. You do, I can tell. Well, why don't you do it? Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the fucking face! Oh! 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 Oh, shit! No, oh, my shoulder! Awesome! Mom! Mom! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. Snap! <laughs> from an old pirate musical. But Derek got his football buddies to replace the choir and sing, Brennan has a mangina. Finally, the audience and even some of the nastier parents started singing. Where are you going? I'm going upstairs. Because I'm going to put my nuts hat on your drum set. Okay? Did you do that? I am warning you right now if you touch my drums, I will stab you in the neck with a knife. John Bob's playing Moby Dick for real. I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh. Ah! Ah! Oh. 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 Oh.
nachos, some lemon heads, my dad's boat. You won't go down, cause my dick can float. We sail around the world and go port to port. Every time I come, I produce a quart. That is offensive. Cannon, Gale. Deadliest catch without the crabs. We're almost out of gas, called the A-Rabs. Pull up the anchor, cause we're leaving dry land. Get the low deck with a tick in your hand. Ready for some world-class vocalization? Get a partner. Yo, Brennan, break him up a little. Who's something. steering the boat? Dad, please shut up. Please shut up! Oh. 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 He's like, no, because you drew my car last week, so I can't get it. So I'm like, you're going to buy it for me, or I'm going to sock you in the mouth. Think you're going, huh? Home. Got something to show you. Come on. You see that white dog crap? Do you see it? Yeah. Not too fun down there, is it? No. You see, your actions have consequences. When you oppress people, they rise up in a fiery anger. Go home. We're not like you. We're grown ups, motherfucker. Say hi to your dad. We went to high school together. Hello, and welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast, the podcast that pissed shitbag Steve's off and fucked over my dad. And now your host and my daddy, Nick. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. I am your host, Nick. And my very special, very first guest co-host, the one, the only, Detective Mario. How the fuck are you? What the fuck is going on? You excited, buddy? Yeah, pal. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Remote. Um, this is pretty cool. You're uh, you're up in the uh, Big Apple, and I'm down here in the uh, the Virginia. Yep, yep, uh, yep. So uh, a lot has happened since the last time you've been on. I am no longer part of the law enforcement club. Um, you know, it's a it's a sad, sad day. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, you'll always be a, a brother in blue to me. Oh, oh. <laughs> I promised myself I wasn't going to cry, but I'm crying. Oh, my God. What are you doing, man? Oh boy! So uh, before together, 
forever. It's never say goodbye. <laughs> never say goodbye. You know, everybody in their cruiser when they're listening to this is going to be like, "Why did you stop the song?" Oh, son of a bitch! You're an asshole. There we go. There we go. I got to tell you, man, Bon Jovi, uh, fairly recently, not doing too good, my friend. Have you seen him? No, no, not at all. Like a mixture of like Barbara Streisand and not good. Like he's not <laughs> aging really well. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a, not a big Bon Jovi fan. What? Well, you know, some, not all. Well, that's like Bruce Springsteen. I can't get a oh, him. Old. Oh, fuck okay. him. I think I hate, Bru- I hate Bruce. Right? Yeah, What's up? He's anti-cop. He's anti-cop, yeah. right? Absolutely. Had one dealing with him. Fuck him. Really? Yeah. Pretty, you know, you know, he, he makes some songs, anti-cop songs and, uh, you know, don't appreciate that. So, yeah. and then he, well, he, he expects the help from the PD when he's in town, but he can, Prick. Yeah, but he continues to play that bullshit song. But whatever. On to the next note. Mm. So before we came on here, um, I demolished a triple decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Have you ever had one of those? Triple decker? Yeah. No. So you like peanut butter though? Oh, I love fucking peanut butter, uh, man. Let me uh since since I can see you see each other. I want to get you something. Hold on. The fans cannot see the video. But uh, forget it. But what? Uh, peanut butter whiskey. Oh, you know something? I heard about this. I heard about this. Pretty good. Uh, I, it, is it very good? Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Does it have like a really big peanut butter taste to it or more whiskey? Uh, it's more of a whiskey, but mm-hmm. you definitely tell... You can definitely tell that there's a, a little peanut butter hint. It's really good. Hmm. Drink responsibly, my friends. Yeah, or not. Or not. Uh, or not. Yeah, man, I slaughtered this fucking triple decker sandwich, bro. Like three pieces of bread, just peanut butter on one side, then jelly, then jelly on the other side, and then peanut butter on the other side. That sounds so sexy. Oh, dude, I destroyed this thing. Like, oh my god, like my plate looked like. It looked like a homicide scene at a no-tell motel. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, no. And no witnesses. Now, did you have milk with it? Would you have to drink? No, I can't do milk, man. I, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, I should milk if, I, if I have too much milk. I'll, I'll shit more drinking a full glass of milk than two Chipotle bowls. <laughs> I had Chipotle the other day. Whew. Did it destroy you? Destroyed me. I had Mexican yesterday, and um, I legit finished the whole entire because everything is to go now. Like the, all the restaurants are closed. Yep. Down. Are they closed up there? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Del- so delivery and and uh, pickup only, right? Yep, that's it. And um, I went to my favorite Mexican food place, and I I love this place. And those of you that listen to the show often know this is the same place I took. Um, Elizabeth, when she came down with her boyfriend and they have fucking great food there and their takeout is so good. It's called Chewy's, uh, and they're phenomenal, man. When you come back down here, we're going to go there for dinner. Um, yeah, the spicy rice, spicy rice, bro. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's go there. Let's go there. Okay. Let me back up. So detective Mario and I know each other about 20 years, 20 plus years. Yep. And at the time that I met uh, Detective Mario, I owned a tattoo studio. And next to my tattoo studio was a dog dog grooming place. And the owner's son knew my uh, knew Mario and brought him over to my tattoo studio to introduce me. And when we first met, we kicked it off like we had been lifelong friends forever. And 
Mike hung out at my studio every day, man. It was every day. I think it was seven days a week. You would Absolutely. go to work. Yeah, you would go to work and then you would just come straight from work to my studio. And at the time you weren't married and you were like, I'm getting married and I was a couple of months, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I and and you were like, I'm engaged and I'm getting married. But I never believed that you were actually engaged because you were never not at my studio. And my studio was like, it was a cool fucking studio. We had yeah, loud yeah. music all the time. We did whatever the fuck we wanted. And we'll get into that later. And at the time, Jackass was really, really big. Remember? Yeah. The Jackass movies were huge. Well, not even the Jackass movies, the show. The show on MTV. Huge, huge. And um, one day, uh, as always at the studio, we would order takeout food and we ordered Chinese food. And Mike um, didn't know him very long, maybe a month. And he was like, I can't handle spicy food. I just can't handle it. And I was like, oh, okay." And uh, he was like, "Um, you know, order me something from the Chinese food place. We had called each other like before you came over to the studio and I ordered you General Tao's chicken. And little did you know that it had that little spicy pepper icon next to it. This fucker was spicy. I'm talking about like spicy, spicy, like spicier than Carol Baskin's underwear after feeding all of her tiger spicy. Like <laughs> just nasty. Spicy. This shit was nasty. It, so Mike comes after a hard day of work, comes to the studio. And he's like, you order me General Tows? I was like, yeah, dude, money, man. I'm having the same thing. And uh, my man took one piece of this General Tows chicken. And you would have thought that, like, you would have thought Joe Exotic stuck his penis in Mike's mouth. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was bad. Yeah, like, my, my face turned red. Face turned red. My and- eyes were watering. It was horrible. And and at one point, I actually felt bad because I felt like I had poisoned you. Like, I didn't, I actually thought that you had an allergy. No, you You were laughing your balls off. I was laughing my, I swear to God, I haven't laughed, I I hadn't laughed like that in a really, really long fucking time. (laughs) And um, just made me laugh. And from that moment on, and here we go, 20 years later. You still will not allow me to order you any food. It's kind of like when, when I made Mike ice coffee and he shit like uncontrollably shit, and he refused. He would not let me make him food. Can't trust you. I just I destroy that that truck. (laughs) But Detective Mario had gotten me back because, like I told you everybody before, Jackass was huge, and the studio. The studio was about 900 square feet in the front with the with the um, area where we would tattoo and an area where we would pierce. And then behind that area was 2000 square feet of nothing. And that was like our fuck around area. Like we had a couch back there, we had music and TV and we just fucked around back there. It was like paintball guns, paintball guns and debauchery like we were young. We were in our early 20s and we were just stupid. Young and, stupid. and one day we get this stupid idea for us to push each other. Like we had to crisscross like Indian style on a uh, desk chair. You remember that? We can't say crisscross Indian style anymore. You got to say crisscross applesauce, but hey, who am I? I'm not in the professional anymore. <laughs> Uh, you had to crisscross Native American style. Thank you. And uh, you had to Elizabeth Warren crisscross. And um, you would push the person across the room. No, we we started in front of the shop. You had that little doorway. Yes. Front of the shop all the way to the back door. And you were not allowed to uncross your feet and put them down. And the chair went wherever the chair went. So a couple of times, like we started from the front of the studio and we would push and it would like get hung up on the carpet and it would fall over and we'd get a good laugh or it would hit the jewelry counter 
or it would hit like a doorway uh, where the tattoo area was. So maybe, I don't know, maybe 150 feet. Yeah, that's about right. One, yeah. And this one time I get in the uh, I get in the office chair and I crisscross applesauce, Elizabeth Warren, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> and Mike, Mike pushes the chair like an Olympian with that fucking broom, you know, the, the broom on the ice that you, you know, you, and you push this thing so perfectly that it picked up speed and it went through the doorway into the 2000 square feet back part, unfinished back part of the studio. And just so happened that the chair shifted and my entire body, including my, my hip turned and hit, the corner of the wall perfectly where I swear to God, I thought you broke my hip. Well, that's all you kept on saying. You went, Oh my God, I think I broke my hip. I think I broke my hip. I could not. I felt tingles in my toes. It was fell off the chair. You were rolling around. (laughs) Oh, I was, I was hurting, bro. I was hurting so fucking bad. So bad. bad. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad times, man. And we would play pranks with each other all the time. Like, um, I lived in, um, I lived in Queens and then Mike lived, uh, further out. I mean, Mario lived further out. And, um, so what we would do is, is we would go out with the family. We would go out there every weekend. We were always hanging out with, with detective Mario and, and Mrs. Mario. And, um, we didn't have kids. I don't think we had kids at that time. No, I think you had. Um, I had my oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had the, the uh, crib in the back. Yeah, that's right. So I had the little one. So we would come up and visit you all the time on uh, on weekends, maybe like Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday. And Mike and I, we, I mean, Mario and I, we were terrible with each other. Like, I think back about how we acted in public. It was horrible. It was terrible. We would go to 7-Eleven. And we would buy like drinks for our takeout food and we would both go up to the counter and we would always argue who would pay because we're like two brothers, like we wouldn't want the other person to pay. So like I'd turn to Mike and I would, I would like stroke his hair or lack of hair or stroke his ear. And I'd be like, baby, you know, it's coming out of the same account. So it doesn't matter who pays and watching the, the seven 11 clerk. Oh my God. Priceless. Priceless. Just priceless. Or we'd go up to the counter and I put my arm around him and I go, Did you ask him if he had condoms? <laughs> the and ribbed the, ones. Get him the ribbed. And the clerks would just just look at us like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> we almost got kicked out of um uh Toys R Us in Times Square. Yes, we did because I, yeah, because I bent over in front of uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah, and that little kid was not too happy. Yeah, <laughs> there was a large doll. There was a large the Lego, the Lego, yeah, one. Lego of Darth Vader, like holding his lightsaber down towards his groin, and Detective Mario went up to it and bent down in front of it, so it <laughs> looked like it looked like Darth Vader was in a do some dirty stuff <laughs> and some small child watched it and went to Toys R Us's uh, <laughs> Toys R Us's security and uh, yeah, we left yeah to leave <laughs> with no incident no nope not at all yeah we were into some shenanigans my friend we had a lot of good times brother a lot of good times a lot of really good times Ralph absolutely Ralph. yeah so um How's uh how's COVID going up there? I mean, are you guys is it bad? Um, you know, it's slowing down death rate. Um, what seems like it is to us, it's, we're not getting any. You know, we at the beginning of this, we were getting uh, you know, nine to to ten COVID cases a night. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Damn, going dude. out, going out on DOAs. Um, it it's slowed down now. You know, uh, I I joke. I've seen more. Uh, I've been out on. None on none at Gracie Mansion, right? No, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> uh, folks that don't know, that's where the city, uh, the mayor of New York City lives. 
No comment. I don't want anything bad happen to him. I don't want to see anything bad happen. <laughs> no comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've seen more. Uh, I've been out on more cases, more DOA cases in the last uh, two months than probably my whole career, which is pretty, uh, it's pretty bad. But, you know, um, you know, city's still shut down. Um, you know, what they did was, you know, the uh, district, uh, the DAs decided that they're not going to prosecute. Mm. anybody for social distancing or without their masks on. And as soon as that came out and the mayor and the governor said that it was, you know, optional people are out in the streets. It's, you know, it's like a, like a regular, uh, regular day. So, and and it's bad, you know, my prediction is we're going to get a second wave of this and it's going to be worse than the first. Yeah. So I think so too, I think so too. I think, um, I think the storm is coming. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I do too. Um, you know, we just got to hunker down. You know, I, uh, I think that we should have shut the whole city down for at least two weeks. I mean, shut everything down completely. But that would never happen. But no, nah, I know. think financially, I don't think the city can afford it. Right. Now, forget it. City. Yeah. Well, I, I do agree with you. I think a second wave is coming, and I think cities like New York, I think, um, you know, like San Francisco or San Diego. What's, what's the big one? What's the one that has you know, I heard, um, and I, I don't, you know, I can't confirm it, but somebody said Schmerland, um had a big second wave of um, corona cases. Uh, since they opened up, but I can't confirm that. Um, I saw it on the internet, so you know I know the internet. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Um, but I tried to look for it before um, I uh, I joined joined in on this uh, session, but I couldn't find it. But I saw it earlier. So I mean, I think the second wave is going to be uh, bigger than the first one because not everybody's going to give a shit about it. Yeah. Well, I do. Um, I watch the WHO World Health Organization very, very closely and what they're not telling anybody and that it's very, very confidential. I think it's top secret only is that there is a second wave of a new strand um, called Carabaskin's vagina. And that is supposed to wipe out a lot of the population. Hmm. That's scary. It's scary because um, really the only cure is a meat grinder. Mm. And um, you got to be careful. You know, um, that Carol Baskin, she'll sneak up on you, bro. She'll claw the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. 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 Feed you to the tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. Tigers. I'm gonna feed those tigers, those no, Walmart meat. No hungry little song bitches who get them tigers. Did you feed your tigers today? Chew your little ass up. Damn! Did you did you watch that series? I watched some of it. Uh, Dude, you gotta watch the whole thing. When that when that uh, guy, girl, whatever she's identifying, whatever it's identifying as, um, she it, it like bites her, bites her arm off. Like just bites the fucking arm, yeah. <laughs> and fucking Joe Exotic, which is ironic that he's wearing an EMS jacket, and runs up and puts like a tourniquet on her arm or what used to be her arm. It looks like it. It looks like a fucking sausage sausage <laughs> that was fucking just destroyed, dude. It's terrible. Yeah, uh, she's got to drink long neck bottles now. I heard. Oh, come on. Too soon? Oh, Jesus. My bad. Sorry. My bad. She actually did a plug for the show. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Her little stub was all cute and shit. Yeah. I'm like, look at this. You like it? Do you think she nub- She names her, her nubby? Ooh. Or she, she wa- it wa- it's a he. She doesn't want to be. I don't find it's girl anymore. But what's weird is, is she had a tattoo on her forearm before that. And it was like words, and now the words just end in the middle of the word. Well, good thing. I mean, she could have had like a dragon, a whole dragon on a arm, and then it got bit off. And now it's like a little worm or a snake. 
Yeah, like it used to say like Karen, but now it just says cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. It sucks. Hopefully it was something good like Jimmy and now it just says Jim. Ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Or ex-girlfriend, yeah. whatever the fuck she identifies it's herself by. Crazy yeah. like you know, regrets. And now it's yeah. just regret. She saved regret. herself a bunch of money from getting a new tattoo. Yeah. Look at it that way. Do you tattoo the nubby? You could a little shark face or something, dude. I once, I once, uh, I once tattooed scar like, um, uh, like somebody's nubby, and um, it was super awkward. It was super, super awkward. That's a weird conversation. Yeah, it was super awkward. And I, you know what? If that was me, I would have came up with like some bullshit story, like yeah, surfing, and like a jellyfish came up. And then the shark came and bit that shit off. I can't even tell you how many weird places I've tattooed in my tattoo career. And pierced. Oh, and piercing. Oh, my God. And for every one really good piercing, like attractive person that I've pierced, there were like 20 disasters. Mm -hmm. Like, like one Mila Kunis would walk in and then 30 Carol Baskins would walk in and be like, I want to get this pierced. And you're like, fuck. You're like, uh, uh. yeah, but then the, day, the days that I was there for the tattoos, I was the apprentice. Yeah, you were. Yeah, so it was pretty good. Got bitten a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I just, tattooed. I just need to hold your hand. Okay, next thing you know, she's biting me. What the f- <laughs> uh, my yeah. favorite people that would pass out. Oh, oh, do you remember that one chick? She's like, do you have some candy? I, I don't feel so good. And then she, she's like, um, maybe I need some. some and then yeah. bloop, and then he was throwing water on her and shit. Yeah, good times. Good times. I had this, I had this one dude, first tattoo, picked out this big motherfucker of a tattoo and i had been tattooing for like at that point i had been tattooing for like 12 13 years and i was like do you just get a sense of people that are just not gonna sit really well and he picked out this big motherfucker and i was like i was like i think you should probably go for a smaller piece your first time blah 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 blah. and he's like no no i can do this i got one inch on the outline and this kid passed the fuck out and i'm talking full pass out snoring and everything (laughs) came to he was sweating like crazy because what happened what happened oh my god done i was like dude we got one inch done he's like no i can't do no more i go you can't be fucking walking around with a one inch line Still to this day, this kid is probably still walking around with a with a one inch line. <laughs> Fucking terrible, terrible. Uh, all right, folks, we are going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to return with Detective Mario. Law enforcement officers are dying at an alarming rate, not at the hands of criminals, but at their own hands, leaving loved ones to pick up the pieces, leaving our brothers and sisters lost, leaving them praying for answers, leaving them praying for someone to do something. We are hurting. We are struggling. We are demanding answers and change. We are the public's guardians and protectors. Now, for the first time, someone is speaking up. From the creators of the Roll Call Room podcast comes peer support training for law enforcement. This training will define our legacy as a profession and change the stigma about mental health in law enforcement. This training will hopefully stop the epidemic of suicides in our profession. 
All right, folks, we are back from break with my um, very good friend and co-host, Detective Mario Mike. Um, hey, buddy. What are we talking about? I felt like I we were talking about Carol Baskin a lot. Yeah, yeah. One thing, listen, you got to throw some Lincoln Park in this for me. You got to, yeah, man. But I'll do it. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of, com- a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys out on patrol, you know, like Lincoln Park, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, throw some out there. That's my go-to. It's my go-to shit. Yeah, they're touring right now with uh, George Michael. Are they? Hmm. <laughs> Dick. No. <laughs> All right. Such so, a dick. Uh, we talked on the phone, and we thought it would be pretty funny to do a uh, top five list of the dumbest stuff citizens say to the police. I think that'd be hilarious, right? Yeah. So, because you are the guest, you go first. Well, I mean... Top five. I mean, there's so many. Um, I know. That's tough to do. I mean, you know, you, you have the classics, you know, like I pay your salary. That's your first you one. Know? Don't, don't say any more than that. I that's, pay your but that's first. a classic. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be your number one? No, that's, that's, no, that's not my number one. My number no. one favorite we're talking about? Yeah. No, that's not my number one. Definitely not. Is it on your pa- piece of paper there? It's on my piece of paper. Yeah. But that's just that's just a everybody gets that. That's just a bullshit one. Yeah, I pay yourself. That's the famous one, right? My all time favorite. Do, or do you want me to go? I mean, I I love all of them. I mm-hmm. love all of them. Give me but your all time favorite. The all time favorite is these are not my pants. Yes, these are not my pants. Uh, well, well, whose are they then? Yeah. You're wearing them. You got drugs in them, or you got a gun in it. Whose pants are they? I don't know. Have you ever gotten somebody? Hmm? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody. Maybe somebody. What'd you say? Uh, my my favorite one of all is during traffic control, during like construction zone or a big major accident. And you got everything coned the fuck off with flares and and fucking midgets holding flares and and fucking drones flying around or whatever the fuck you got going on. And there's always that one person that pulls up in their car and they roll down the window and they go, Hey, is this uh is this road closed? I um I need to get through. I need to get through. And you're like Oh, you need to get through? Uh, let me see. Let me look. Let me check on it. Stay right here. I'll be right back. And then you just continue to direct traffic and just leave that person there. Yeah. And then go back to them 20 minutes later and be like, yeah, it's closed. You're going to have to find another way. And they look at their phone with Waze, and they're just <laughs> fucking lost. It doesn't, Waze, Waze it, doesn't say, highlighted. it doesn't say that it's blocked. Yeah. It's like... It says that I have to go down Main Street. And you're like, well, you're not coming down this way. And they're like, I don't know any other way. And you're like, how are you still alive? If somebody covered your mouth, would you would you would you stop breathing? And and in some cases, the answer to that is yes. 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 Well, give me another one. Um I have a stupid one, which is great. I love it. I love this one too. This might be up there with my my favorites, but um, you know, I lock up a guy, and this guy tells me, "Yo, yo, you can't be talking to me. I know my bill of rights. I know my bill of rights." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Like, yo, I know my bill of rights." I'm like, "Oh God, man, come on!" And he's just that, that's all he keeps on. He keeps yelling at me. I know my bill of rights. That's Just, like what that's, that's like when you lock somebody up 
and um, you put them in the back of the car and you get them all the way to like booking and they turn around and they go, this case ain't going nowhere. And you're <laughs> like, you're like, and, and it intrigues me sometimes because I'm like, does this motherfucker know something that I don't know? And then you, you're you all who I am. You no, know no, who no, I no, am. No, not even that. <laughs> you're pulling out all the fucking booking paperwork, uh, booking paperwork and they're just still popping off. They're like, you fucked up. You fucked up. This case is getting thrown out. And I'm going to sue you. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, and then because you don't address them, these scumbags like get more agitated and then they let the cat out of the bag and they're like, fucked up, rookie. <laughs> fucked up. You didn't read me Miranda. And you're just like, are you stupid? Like, how much TV do you watch? Like, you do you understand what Miranda even is? <laughs> like you didn't read me Miranda before you put your handcuffs on me, motherfucker. This case ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. All right. Okay. You're right. I got you. I got you. I got you. What's your I- next one? <clears throat> um, let's see. I love the one uh, you know. I know your boss, or you don't know who I am. You know that was on that was on my list, which is is I know Captain So and So, and it's always happens to be a captain or somebody that they know that's a complete fucking Steve shitbag. Yep, they're just a complete fucking scumbag, and you're like, good for you that you know them, and they're just like, I'm gonna fucking have your job. I know So and So. I got a fucking PBA card with their name. Like, good for you. Who the fuck cares? I'm going to have you standing on a foot post. But there are those occasions where they drop somebody that you like respect. And it does like snap you back a little bit. And you're like, we'll go back to my cruiser and call this person. Because I've done that. I've, I've stopped like girlfriends of cops or wives of cops. Or the girlfriend that the wives of the cops don't know about yeah and and you go back to the cruiser and you're like hey i'm out here with your girlfriend and she is like really getting close to getting like locked up and it's always the same it's like man Uh, i'll talk to her you know do whatever you gotta do i'd really appreciate it and you're like how the fuck do you deal with her every day (laughs) I don't like that sense of entitlement shit. Like when you're a family member uh, of, of law enforcement, don't fucking take advantage of that shit. Like we have a hard enough job and then you're going to fucking act like an asshole. Don't do that shit. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick story on that. My wife's cousin, um, you know, we get, we get uh, PBA cards. We give mm-hmm. them out. I give them out to, uh, you know, immediate family and people who I think that uh, deserve them. And that's going to respect, uh, Respect the shield and respect the badge. So uh, he gets pulled over, probably doing some shady shit. Mm-hmm. Um, gets pulled over, tells the cop, why are you stopping me? Um, you know, gives the cop an attitude. So I get a phone call from the cop. I said, yo, write him up. Write him up. Um, cop did the right thing. He didn't write him up. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to my cousin, my wife's cousin. I smacked the shit out of him. Took his PBA card away and told him he'll never get one for disrespecting another police officer. I don't care what he get what he gets stopped for. You know, I get phone calls <clears throat> from cops, and the first my first question is, are they disrespectful? Because if they're disrespectful, that's it. You, you're cut. You ain't getting yeah. nothing from me. Well, that's like that's like cops. Um, that's like cops that take advantage of professional courtesy. Yeah. Because I can tell you there have been several times, especially, yeah, I don't want to make that public, even though I'm not in the profession, but um, there have been quite a few times when cops have received professional courtesy and even after then um, take it to a different level that it doesn't need to be at. Um, And in our profession, you need to watch. You really need to watch, especially now body cams, cameras, people watching all the time. Yep. Professional courtesy is going going bye-bye pretty quickly. So you need to you need to watch your conduct outside yep. of the profession. And it's pretty sad because, you know, 
who do we have? Who do we have as cops? You know, we have ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, people are just, you know, we, we, we help ourselves, we protect ourselves. Um, and, and, you know, it seems like that's with all these rookies coming out, just seems like they forget that and they're, they're all about themselves. But yeah. And, and I think it's the generation. I think it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah, it's definitely the generation. It's, I think you're seeing a lot more drama driven officers. I think the brotherhood or yeah, really shouldn't say brotherhood, but it's, you know, the, the, the cohesiveness, I guess you would call it is kind of going to the wayside and more of like the drama of the day, like high school behavior is becoming mm-hmm. a new norm in our profession. Well, what do we always say? It's 13th grade. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 13th grade, but we have guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like I learned with my situation, people thrive on drama. And then when the drama doesn't fit the narrative, it's easier to make up stuff um, because it, it feeds the drama. It continues it. So then allegations like things that aren't even remote, like the stuff that I heard after I left the agency, I was like, if that was even true, I'd be in fucking jail right now. Right. Like it's so fucking far beyond what the truth is. And it's sad because in our profession, we're supposed to be like the utmost professional people. And it's not, they're the least professional. Like we're growing into a profession of just fucking liars and, and cowards and sad. It's really just sad. Yeah. Unfortunately, but it is what it is. Yeah. So hit me with another one. What do you got, bud? You got to remind me. I got to tell you a stupid cop one. I'll leave that one for last. <laughs> um, oh, this one's pretty good. When they uh, they say, you know, you shit without that badge. Why don't you take that badge off? And then you'll see what's up. Yeah, I like I, that one. I've heard that. Yeah. I when, like I, that one. Dude, when I first got promoted, uh, my first complaint. I had just gotten, uh, I just got promoted and I took a phone complaint on an officer, uh, who's a good friend of mine and, um, uh, he's in narcs right now and he's a good dude and, um, knucklehead, just a, just a repeat offender, just a fucking complete shit bag. And he called on the phone, didn't even call from his own phone. He called from his best friend's phone. So when I called him back, he had to fucking go into McDonald's and hand, his friend had to hand him the phone so I can talk to him. And the guy like, made a complaint on the officer. And I pretty much told him that he was full of shit. No bullshit. Later on that night, we're trying to go get something to eat at this shopping complex. And who comes walking along is that shit bird. And he starts popping off and he goes to me. He's, I was like, hey, you remember I spoke to you on the phone? And he goes, yeah, you piece of shit. Take that fucking badge off. Let's see how tough you are. And I went to fucking take my bag <laughs> and my crew, my, my fucking guys that worked for me were like, whoa, 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 Sarge, you can't do that shit no more. We do it for you. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. How about it? <laughs> that guy did not go to booking, by the way, but justice was served. There you go. That's it. That's all we got to say about that. That's all we have to say about that. That's the limitations are over. That's it, buddy. What do you got? What do you got on your list? Um, my, that, you, that you forgot upstairs. That I forgot upstairs. Yeah. So I have to remember it. Um, my other favorite is, um, why did it take you so long to get here to handle my call for service on a credit card fraud that happened four months ago? And you look at them and you're like, because we're never going to solve this. Because one, you made the charges <laughs> and you sent them to your baby mama house. Yeah. And we're not going to solve it. Or they're, they're just like, what do you mean you're not going to solve this credit card fraud? And you're like, the person charged $35 on your credit card. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. So... Those would frustrate me. Those would frustrate me. And I, and I worked in a jurisdiction where uh, if you wanted to see the police, we would have to send the police out to come and see you. Couldn't refuse services. 
even if it was something that was non-criminal, if it was civil matter, we would have to come out and physically tell you that it's a civil matter. Yeah, that's crazy. That's stupid. It's a waste of manpower. Oh, it's, <laughs> totally, totally. That's our jurisdiction that I used to work in. Hmm. So I, I got oh, I got one that's pretty, uh, which I hate. I, I can't stand. It's not really a, a perp saying it. Um, it's when you know you're you're on the street, and uh, you know mom comes down with her kid, and mm-hmm. she turns around. And she's like, um, she to- she goes to the kid, and the kid's being a little bastard, of course, like usually. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't listen to me, I'm gonna have that cop take you away. I hate that shit. I can't stand that. It just puts it puts a bad, uh, you know, a, a bad light on on what we do, and they're not going to want to come to us because they think we're going to take them away. I had that shit at a restaurant one time. I was going there to pick up my to go order, and I walk into the restaurant, and this mom is like, um, "Here they are. If you don't finish your food, this officer's going to take you." And I turn around and I was like, "Man, can I talk to you for a second? And I pulled her to the side. And I was like, "Do you understand what you're doing to your to your kid with us?" And she got like really fucking pissed off. And I was like, that's the problem. You're raising your kid to, to, to see us as an enemy, not as a fucking, as somebody that they can go to. And, and she's like all fucking like pissed off. Like her panties were all in a bunch. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. That one walk into a place and, and a fucking idiots like grab their friend. And they're like, hey, I got him. I yeah, got him. Yeah. He's, he, right here. he's right here. He's right here. Well, they put their hands up. Wasn't me. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Take it easy. Take it easy. And you're like, I, I want to turn around and be like, wait a minute. You do look like the person that I just got a be on the lookout for, for a child predator. It is you. It is you, you crazy song, bitch. Fucking stupid motherfucker. <laughs> I should have done that just before I left my department. Just fuck just, with him. Just once. Just once. Just once. So I got my last one. I'll throw it out there. And this is a cop being stupid. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's a 85, which is like a, you know, cop needs assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pull up to the scene. You know, I'm, I probably had like 12, 13 years on the job. And uh, I'm like, yo, what's up, kid? What's going on? And he's like, oh, I'm locking this guy up. I'm like, all right, impersonation. I go, all right, what do you got? He goes, ah, man, he's telling me he's from Boston. I'm like, so you're locking him up for Boston because he lives in Boston? He goes, nah, impersonation. His license has Massachusetts. Oh, come on. Bro, I fucking kid you not. I look at the kid and I'm like, how did you do in social studies? <laughs> uh, you know, do you have a map? Do you like? And he's just looking at me like, like what? What's wrong? I'm like, you're not locking this guy up. He says no, I'm locking him up. So I walk over. T- I have the guy's license in my hand. I walk up to him like, sir, have a nice day. <laughs> you can go. And this kid was so pissed at me. I go, go home and open up a fucking book oh and f- find out where Boston is. Oh my god! And that person, that officer, can take somebody's liberties away at any moment. No, I guarantee he's probably a leader right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. That's all I got, buddy. That's all I got. Well, you know. um, if I remembered my list upstairs, I'm sure that there was more on there, but I don't, um, I didn't bring it down here. It sucks. Uh, we could say, um, you know, uh, you know, why are you stopping me? You got to find real criminals. Yeah. Oh, that was one of them that I had on my list, which was on a traffic stop, a citizen that turns around and goes, there's a million other people speeding. Why did you stop me? And, and, and why don't you go get them? And you're like, because I'm one fucking person. <laughs> yeah, like, because I can't split my body in two. Yeah, like I can't put out a big fucking fishnet and catch all these cars, you idiot. <laughs> and you really want to piss off a cop, don't roll your windows down. 
That really. Oh, God, I can't stand that shit. You know, one of my largest arrests, drug arrests that I've ever made was because of that. The guy only rolled, excuse me, only rolled the window down two inches. And um, I ordered him to get out of the car and he refused to get out of the car. And then eventually he did get out of the car forcefully. And um, he had a shitload of methamphetamine in the car, a shitload and a, and like $10,000 in cash. So it was fucking amazing. I don't think I've ever seen that much cash in person. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for my stripper years. But th- that was all in quarters. Let me tell you, you made good money stripping. I did, bro. I made it fucking. Let me tell you something. It rained when I stripped. Yeah, I had one of those uh, machines that just shot out the dollars for you. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know. I used to get paper cuts on my tunnel. <sighs> on my tum-tum. Yeah. Those new bills hurt. Yep. Many nights I had to clean you up. Tum tums. Yeah. So whenever you decide to take uh Roll Call Room podcast live, you definitely have to show all the fans how you twerk your ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should work it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well, I'm unemployed right now, so I've got to find different ways to like, like make money. So I've slowly been moisturizing my lips. <laughs> Yo, every time you talk about strippers, I think uh-huh. of, I think of my bachelor party. But that's another episode. That's another so, episode. Yeah, we've got some stories. Oh my god, some stories. Um. God. You like stretch more? <laughs> you like stretch much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like them C sections. Like them C sections, score. <laughs> like them C section score. Nothing like a stripper with a C section scar. I can tell uh, you that. Uh, and it's fresh. It's uh, like a freshie. It's like, hi, my name is Destiny. Hey, Destiny. Hey, Destiny. When did you have a kid? Oh, I just had a baby five days ago. (laughs) (laughs) You want some milk with your whiskey? You want some milk? Yo, we, uh, yeah, that's definitely for another episode. We can't talk about that. Another episode. Another episode. Well, buddy, you know what? We're going to have to do this again. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I absolutely love having you on the show. You're, uh, you, uh, you crush it, my friend. Nah, try. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anything good. But that's all good. Well, there folks, you go, Lincoln Park, baby. Gonna wrap up an episode of the Roll Call Room podcast. I want you to check out rollcallroom.com. Uh, I want you to subscribe if you can to Patreon. We have three three different tiers for you to subscribe to, and you get some exclusive content. If you have any questions, you can email me at nick at rollcallroom.com. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, if you're struggling out there and you need some help, I want you to check out bluehelp.org. And more importantly than anything, make sure you're taking care of each other and you're spreading the word. Like and share, share and like the Roll Call Room podcast. Take Mario. Any last minute things? Just be safe out there, brothers. Be safe. All you right, got a folks. large family. My bad. You got a large family. Just be safe. All right, folks. The roll call room is over. Now get the fuck out there and work. All right, fans. Thanks so much for tuning in to another great episode of the roll call room. I want to remind you that uh, we are on YouTube. Go on our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're also on Twitter at roll call room. We're also on Facebook at Roll Call Room Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Uh, We're always asking for you guys to go on iTunes and rate us a five-star with a comment. Um, Helps us climb the charts. Uh, Don't forget to check out bluehelp.org. If you're struggling out there um, and you need somebody to talk to, we'd highly recommend them. Don't forget about our nonprofit, um, tagfink.com. We got some great shows coming up soon. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. So please email us at nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. And always take care of each other, look out for each other, and check on each other.